I got really thrown off. I don't know why. Now I just want to watch fucking blink check. Try that again there, Tyler. Take two. Oh, ladies and woke up so... Fucking Christ. I just can't do it. You know what? You know what the fuck the show is. You click the link. You know what it is. It's Drunk Dashers Podcast. It's episode 446. I'm joined by my man, my myth, my legend, Sir Colonel Gables, what's up, buddy? Oh my god, man. I'm doing pretty fucking good. I'll tell you what. Playing some games this past week. Sure, the work was busy. Sure, it the weather was pretty much like kind of subpar and stuff. But at the same time, I had a chance to test out a couple different games. One, I've been playing still on the Switch. Actually, two on the Switch. But another one I started this past week, that released this past week... And once we get into what, once we've been game, like what we've been gaming and stuff like that, I'll tell you guys a little bit more about Dodgeball Academia. Gables, I can't wait to talk about it because I've also been playing Dodgeball Academia. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. I can't wait. I can't wait. <sighs> oh, is it me now? Is it me? Yeah, man, talk? How have you been doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Doing all right. I, I cut you off on your intro. I apologize. I'm doing I'm doing pretty good now, Gables, because it is that time of year, buddy. We hey. are. Drinking Oktoberfest, baby. Woo! I wonder if we can do like last year and just have a bunch of it just left over. They have to try to plow through. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it was it was awesome and then awful because I didn't drink it. F- I literally I, I can't believe you remember that. Yeah, I bought like forty eight or something. I bought like tw- I bought four twelve packs. Yeah. I bought yeah, every yeah. single one they had, and I I I don't not a, I don't drink like I used to. I drink literally when we record the show. And I might have one or two beers outside of that throughout the week. Um, so, like, by by the end, the last, like, 12, 18 or so were not great. They're like, these are past their date. They're not like, I'm not going to be sick from drinking them. They just don't taste very good. But I don't care because it, it was like, I think it was like March and I was finishing those fuckers off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember and you I, had such a backlog of the shit that you were still trying to trick them like months later. Was... Yeah, it's just okay. Here it says right here. There's a little notch here. I don't know if you could tell on uh, that. a little bit. Try to get down the stream. Oh, one second. One second. See a little oh, notch go. right there yes. on the bottom. Yes. That's that's January. That's when you're supposed to drink them by. And I was drinking these fuckers in March. Oh, so, dude. <laughs> I don't think it was spoiled. I mean, they just weren't good. It was like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had like p- people that have had like beer that gets cold and warm a bunch of times. And it's just kind of bad beer. It th- that's kind of what it was like. Okay, like this is past its prime, uh, but it's it's the closest thing I'm going to have to Oktoberfest until August. So uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy about it. Very happy. They had two six packs left at my local grocery store today, and I bought both of those because last year we had the issue. I never had the we never seen the issue before when they were like you would see them run low towards like the latter half of October because people knew it was ending. But if you go to like low end gas station, like not, I should say, but like cheaper non big chain gas stations, you know, lo- you know, local, there's only one of these gas stations. You go to those, you're going to pay, pay a premium, but you could find those fuckers in like mid, mid November sometimes. Mm. And I, I would always do that. And, um, but last year it was like, it was a struggle to find, uh, Samuel Adams, which is my 
all-time favorite favorite beer, uh, Oktoberfest. Uh, so I was like stuck buying like substitute ones, and they're just they're just not as good. Some of them, like, I mean, some people just should not make Oktoberfest because Samuel Adams has perfected it to me. Outside of like there, there's there's a, okay, let me rephrase it. There is there is like a German bar downtown here in Des Moines that has an Oktoberfest. Sorry, Gables, just you know how I am. You should know by now. <laughs> I know. Just like people knew who the show was when they clicked because they clicked the fucking link. You know what the show is because you recorded with me for over eight years now. <laughs> this is the 446th time of you dealing with this, not including the episodes we lost. Uh, but there is a uh, Oktoberfest that you can get year-round at the German bar downtown that is fucking fan. I can't pronounce it. I always just like, I want that one. I, I just point at the menu. I look at the bartender. I'm like, I want that one. And that's my that's probably my all-time favorite beer. Uh, but I haven't had it, obviously, uh, in probably a couple of years now. Um, but yeah, no, I'm doing okay. I'm doing, it's, it's, you know, I've also been playing, like I said, dodgeball academia. Um, it's been kind of like a, um, a, a thing the last like month where I have like zero time during the week to play games. And then like the week, like Saturday comes and then like, I'm just fucking playing goddamn video games all goddamn Saturday. So oh, wow. that's kind of nice. I mean, it, it kind of sucks during the week cause I just won't play goddamn games, but then, but, uh, I have, I've started watching the show games. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's, it's a little known indie, indie TV show. It ended a long time ago. It's called The Office. <laughs> I started watching that. Um, I don't know if people have heard of it. If you've heard of it, it's great. It's on. It's on the streaming service, The Peacock, or as the kids call it, The Cock. Um, and um, I gotta say, Gables, I, I, it's only five dollars a month for 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 The Cock, and I love The Cock. It's it's great. It's it's awesome. Uh, it's got so much so many so many good shows. I mean, I'm just watching The Office now. Got the WWE Network is on there now. It's cheaper than having the network. Instead of paying ten dollars a month, I just have, I have the cock for five dollars a month, and then I got all this other shit. It's great. There's a lot. There, there is it. There, it's a girthy amount of product on that cock, um, and I enjoy it. <laughs> trying to figure out how many more puns I can. Or anyone does that I can make, but uh, yeah. No, I'm already like I'm like midway through season three now of, of The Office, and uh, I don't know why it took me so long to watch it, but I started watching it, and it's very good. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, I, I highly recommend the cock. Um, that's a cock you can spend the rest of your life with. Um, it's the only cock you need. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know where to go from here. What do we do? What is the show again, Gables? I don't know. Do you know? Gaming and gaming type accessories. Oh, okay. <laughs> we are we are way the fuck off here. I don't know why you started talking about the cock, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Uh, it's been, I mean, you know, yeah, this is gaming stuff. There's not a lot in gaming going on this week right now. Uh, it's been pretty, pretty quiet week. Uh, we do have, um, uh, let's keep it. We got, we had some switch stuff going on here so that the switch has now announced that they have now officially outsold the PS3 and Xbox 360. They're just shy of 80, uh, of 90 million. So, uh, getting pretty fucking close there. And, uh, I bitch about this every goddamn time. I'm going to do it again. So bear with me, people. Every quarter we talk about the Nintendo sales numbers. And I love I love how Nintendo does it. I, I've talked about this every time. If the other companies did this, we would talk about them too. Like PlayStation announced they've sold over 10 million PS5s yes. um, at June 3rd. That's really cool. They gave us some like some slight numbers on like uh, Ratchet Click sold over a million. Returnal sold over 500,000. Uh, Miles Morales, I think, was like over 5 million. Did not oddly enough give any sales numbers on Demon Souls though. That's kind of so, like. It, but I, I wish all companies were as precise as fucking Nintendo was and some of the shit. So some cool stuff that came out of this Gables. Uh, mm-hmm. They always give out the new sales numbers, but my big complaint is 
every goddamn video game website, doesn't matter, big, small, whatever, they don't just put everything all in one goddamn fucking article. They're going to break over like 20 articles. Yep. There's an article about the Mario Kart sales numbers. There's an article about how well Super Mario 3D World sold. Nobody just fucking puts like, here's the goddamn numbers. Bam, here you go. None of them do it. Couldn't find, couldn't find them all. I didn't want to put 30 goddamn links trying to click through all these things. I'm, I'm looking them on my phone here, so I'm afraid my computer's going to die if I fucking do anything else. So bear with me, people. I got a hair on my screen. It's been driving me goddamn nuts. It's gone now. Um, so we got some updates here. So Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has now sold over 37 million copies, mm-hmm. uh, about 1.2 million more as of last quarter. All these sales are as of June 30th of this year. Uh, Animal Crossing at 33.9 million. Uh, I think that was like like two million, about give or take, a little under two million maybe. So I, I, it's definitely slowing down. Uh, I don't. I think we're at the point now where I think we all nine, twelve months ago probably thought for sure Animal Crossing was going to outsell Mario Kart. I think it's at the point now where um, that's probably not the case. I don't think we're going to be. I think the the uh, Mario Kart Eight is going to be safe. Unless Animal Crossing comes out with some huge fucking expansion, which it doesn't sound like they're doing because they just said all their, like, they just talk about the Halloween um, thing they're doing for Animal Crossing. It's literally the exact same thing they did last year. Yep. So I'm doubting we're not, I'm assuming we're not going to see some new shit. Um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is at 24.8 million. Breath of the Wild, 23.2. Pokemon Sword and Shield, 21.8. Mario Odyssey, 21.4. Super Mario Party, 15.7. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go games are at 13.6, uh, Splatoon 2 at 12.5, and the number 10 highest selling game on the Nintendo Switch cables. You want to get a guess what that is? My guess is it's either Mario Party or you know what Mario I'm Party's gonna... number Mario Party's number uh, seven. Okay, then I wasn't paying attention. So I guess the number 10 is probably going to be Skyward Sword HD. No. Uh, <laughs> It is not. It is Ring Fit Adventure 11.3. So, uh, very fucking impressive. Uh, I think that's that's one of those games that we talked about. Uh, uh, what was it? I think last year when that like when when COVID started, that game went from like 400. It was like 480 something on the uh, MP, uh, MPD list, yes. and then shot up to like 12th the next like the next fucking month because of all the gyms were closed, everything like that. So like this turns like. Everybody's buying switches, and like that game was selling for like three, four hundred dollars on fucking eBay, like used copies, like this time last year. So who knows if they had it in stock, how many it would have sold otherwise? Um, I'm trying to find some other stuff here. Okay, so uh, new Pokemon Snap as of June thirtieth is at two point zero seven million. Metopia, fucking goddamn it, it sold over a million. What the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> Stop it! Do not support this shit. Do not support this fucking shit. I'm, I'm pointing at my phone angrily right now. Stop it, people. Stop it. You are the problem. We bitch all the time about... We, we love Nintendo. We bitch about their bullshit they do. And this is why they do it. Because people like you, you are bad people. You are very bad people. What the fuck? Gables, you're laughing, but you know you know it's true. You got to admit it. Admit it. Tell me it's true. You agree, right? Oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, that's funny. But, yeah, I'm not too surprised about Tamadachi in life, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> God fucking damn it. That is, it was a shitty 3DS game that was $30, and they poured it to the Switch for 60 and people bought it. Why? Well, Stop this. better than 1-2 Switch. <laughs> I would rather play 1-2 Switch. I'd rather milk a goddamn cow 
than fucking play this goddamn piece of shit game. Okay? <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that. No. No. And and one two switch was cheaper than Metopia. So what the fuck, people? Uh, Mario Golf, which came out June twenty fifth, sold one point three million. So in five days on the wow. on the market, hey. already over a million. Respectful, so, yes. Yes. Yep. Uh, oh, so Mario Kart. I'm sorry, I was wrong. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe sold one point seven million copies last quarter, not one point two. I was wrong on that okay. one. Okay. Uh, so Animal Crossing sold one point two. I'm sorry, I mixed. That's what I, I was thinking. So yeah. So. Mario th- Mario Kart Eight that gap is you know it's only, it's a half a million difference but it means growing so one's one's losing steam one's hasn't lost steam. Um, trying to find some other stuff here. So uh, there were nine games between April and June on the Switch that sold over a million copies. Um, more than six hundred thirty-two million Switch games have been sold to date. I believe they said that um, year over year uh, the average Switch user is buying about seven games a year. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, that's a big thing. That's always like something we don't doesn't get talked a lot, a lot about. I brought this up in the past before, um, where you don't hear about that too too much. Where, you know, where like PS4 and P, uh, and Xbox One, they were like, I think it was like eleven to thirteen per year, um, which is you know that's per person. You know, obviously like Gables and I, we buy way more games than the average games. There's the people that just buy, you know, Call of Duty and maybe a couple of their games per year and yep. or Halo, whatever. Um, you know, this is something that we talk about with the Wii U a lot, where the Wii U attachment rate was like two or three. So that means there was only 12, 13 million out there on the market, and they were only buying two or three games per year. Whereas there was 60, 70 million PS4s, Xbox Ones out there, give or take, obviously, based on the timeline, and they were buying six times the amount. So that's very impressive for a console that doesn't have the call, it doesn't have a Call of Duty doesn't have all the big AAA games that Xbox One and uh, or Xbox whatever the Xboxes and the P- the Playstations uh, have. So that's very impressive for them. That tells you, and that does include also like someone that buys a ninety nine cent game on Switch. It doesn't right. do that, but obviously, so that I mean that's the same thing goes for PlayStation and Xbox. But that's still incredibly impressive for a console that is primarily ran on indies and first party games. To be perfectly honest. Which, to be perfectly oh, yeah. honest with you, Tyler, with uh, that type of attach rate and stuff, that uh, it feels like that uh, when the Wii U was still a thing, that also had a high attach rate in terms of like how many games per like a system in that regards. But uh, I, it's interesting seeing something like that carry over to like the Switch and stuff. But then again, you know, when people first get their Switch, they automatically know which games they're going to be getting, and most likely it's first party stuff. Like you have your Smash Brothers, you have your Mario Kart, you have mm-hmm. your freaking like uh, Pokemon games, you got. All these other types of games you can download and stuff like that. I mean, hell, talk about. <laughs> I mean, hell, this is one of the only places stuff you're going to get like a portable, like say Minecraft or a portable like Fortnite type experience mm-hmm. or portable like all this main mass appeal and stuff like that for the free to play games, like the first party content, and then like have the indie game stuff that uh, usually is exclusive, like a time exclusive, maybe for like about a year or something, like Hades or something like that. The ones you hear about that are coming onto that platform and stuff, it's. It, Honestly, honestly, I'm surprised that it's like at seven. That's what Nintendo was stating, like seven games mm-hmm. per customer, or like seven games like per that on average. Yeah, per per Switch sold on average year over year. Um, each for each Switch out there, someone bought seven games for that Switch. Okay, good. That's that's an interesting clarification. That is definitely interesting in terms of how that's performing, how that's going through with it. It's insane to me yeah. to think because it's like for other systems, it's 
incredibly low or like maybe two or three attached well no the, the wii year. the wii u was two or three the like the and like i don't know the numbers mm-hmm. for the ps5 and are the currently right now but like because they don't you only hear about too often but like ps4 and xbox one in the middle of the generation we're doing like 11 to 13 but like i was saying <laughs> I they see. get way more they get way more games on those consoles than the than the fucking switch does Oh, okay, so the Switch is almost getting close to that extent from, like, PS4, Xbox One attach rate. So that's interesting yeah. to think yeah. about. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's a great... It's, it's just, what's, what's interesting, though, is, like, they're doing incredibly well. We, we know this uh, because we read the, we do the NPDs every month, and half the NPD every month is uh, fucking Nintendo games. Out of the top 20, 9 to 11 of them are usually Switch games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, I mean, what's interesting is it was a year-over-year year, 9% drop in and total uh, val- like money earned but i mean we are i mean we're past the the peak of covid hopefully knock on wood uh we know we have the delta and the variant and all that coming back um for us and things are in some places shutting back down or not progressing as far as fast as doing like we, we talk about like uh some countries are in state of emergencies and stay at home so i mean we're not out of it but i mean we're not like in the the, the beginning times of it now we're like Everybody was stuck at home. They don't. They can't go to concerts. They can't go to the movies. They can't um, go to restaurants. So they're buying video games, and I mean, we we saw that where like it was like triple, quadruple, five times the amount sales numbers 2019, 2020, right? Skyrocketed. So I mean, we, we knew this was gonna happen. This is a drop. It's still, I mean, nine percent drop from compared to like last last year's April June. Uh, still incredible because you had to think. I think over twenty million Animal Crossing copies were sold in that time. I mean, nothing's going to match that. No other game um, is going to do that. Uh, and I mean, unless you're, I mean, like that's Call of Duty numbers right there. You know, that's, that's huge. Uh, you have 20 million games sold, copies sold in a quarter. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it just shows how well they're doing. Uh, it sucks to see Metopia selling well. Um, <laughs> I wish that game came out and sold like three copies. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe we should stop doing this. Uh, but obviously no. I was like, oh, okay, we're, we're gonna, we we just we made all the money back we lost on Metopia on 3ds, uh, and we're gonna make a Metopia too. We're gonna sh- we're gonna cancel Splatoon three. We're we're not gonna make any. We're getting rid of Sakurai. We're we're, we're firing Sakurai. We're gonna make Metopia. That this is what you did. You did this, people. You did this. Sakurai, 51 years old, getting older in age. They're letting them. They're firing them. They're getting rid of them because you guys bought Metopia, and now they're gonna turn. That studio, instead of making Smash Brothers, we're going to get fucking more Metopia games. You wanted a new 3D Mario? Fuck you. You're getting Metopia 3D. Bam. This is your fault. You did this. <laughs> and you know it's true, Cables. You don't want to see this. Nobody oh, wants man. Subsequently, wa- subsequently I can just imagine Nintendo just taking Sakurai, you know, like taking him like old yeller up to the shed instead mm-hmm. of just putting him out of his misery. Yep. Samurai. Yep. Classic way to go. Yep. So uh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, you fucking assholes. And uh, you piece of shit parents that bought that for your children. That's what I said. <laughs> oh, God. I said. And if you're an adult that bought that for yourself, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Maybe we should take you out to the fucking uh, behind the woodshed. You know what I mean? Fucking assholes. All right. Moving on here. Uh, Gables is laughing, but he agrees. He doesn't want to say it because he doesn't want to be like, in case something does happen to somebody, he's like, I don't want to go to prison or be sued. Um, which I got to tell you, Gables, really smart. Uh, <laughs> but I'm bringing. If I get sued, Gables, I'm bringing you down with me. We're all going down. I'm. T- I'm we're all going down. We're going down to goddamn blaze of glory. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's what we're calling the blaze of glory. <laughs> yeah, that's how we're gonna go. Just gonna light my hair and fucking fire. It'll be red for sure. 
All right, moving on here before I get sued anymore. Uh, Electronic Arts. Uh, um, so some Jeff Grubb. Um, he uh, said in his Grubb Snacks show on Giant Bomb he does every every week. Uh, uh, it seems like every time he does a goddamn show, the next day there's fucking news about uh, mm-hmm. about this stuff here. So um, he said that right now the plan is uh, for Dead Space, the remake, to be coming to come out October of 2022. Um Obviously, delays can happen, but right now the plan is for that game to be out just over a year from now. At worst, will be a um, it will it won't it won't it'll come out before April of 2023. So it'll be coming out between October of 2022 and end of March 2023. So um, I, I'm I was stunned by that because we talked about the time, like uh, you know, like my my complaint about you know about EA a lot of times is like. When they do like when they do show the cool stuff that like gets people hyped, it's like that shit's like four years away kind of shit. It's yep. way too early. They're just trying to make they're trying to give you a cool moment, which is nice, but it's like, all right, cool. But then like we get like you know like Dragon Age four or Mass Effect four or fucking Skate four. What the fuck's with them four? Dead Space four. What the fuck? Why are they doing this? Anyway, what the fuck? That's weird. I did. I didn't even mean to do that. And I just like wow. Okay, um, you know like or like Jedi Fallen Order stuff like that where like they announced it. Way too early. They don't. Well, I guess Fallen Order wasn't too bad. It was like a year and a half. But like, there was just like an awkward thing where EA were like, literally just sitting down. And he's like, "Oh yeah, work on respawns." Like, yeah, we'll work on uh, a single player Star Wars game. It's called Fallen Order. You'll hear about it next year. That was it. Uh, but I don't know. Like, it's always a big complaint about them. And it seems like this one's actually further along than we think, and that's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm definitely pumped for a Dead Space. Uh, obviously, we, I've talked about it for years on years. Um, about that game being uh, a new one of those games. Um, and when I heard about it, when they officially announced it, I'm like, I said, like, that's 2023, 2024, like, best case scenario type shit. And it's, it's awesome here. We're, we're going to be getting that. Sounds like sooner. What about you, Gables? Honestly, I'm surprised that it's going to be go through to, like, possibly 2023 because I thought that uh, I'm thinking to myself, like, what what do they have to exactly do with this sort of this big, like, remaster of this original game well it's a but... remake it's a it's a from the oh, ground up oh remake. okay remake ground up yeah that makes more yeah. sense now i mean obviously i guess what cuts down a lot of time is you don't have to like really come up with a new narrative because you already have it but it's like you're you're putting it you know this is you know this isn't the mass effect legendary collection this is like a resident evil 2 thing they're doing here okay as long as they don't mess up isaac you know that should be fine ah they they mess up isaac pretty good in dead space 3 so um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I think the fact that they don't have to like, if they're basically just following the same general path, which Dead Space didn't really have much of a story because Isaac didn't talk in the first game. Uh, he, t- he talked in two, and unfortunately, he talked in three. Uh, but um, yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, that's that's awesome. I'm excited. I mean, that'd be, that's perfect. That's a perfect October game. So if they hit that date, that's that's fucking incredible. But if that game comes out March of 2023, that's I mean, it's hard to complain because that's, I thought, you know, like I said, best case, that's like an end of 2023 game. Right. Um, so it's awesome. Awesome to hear that, that that's happening. Um, but that's really it for the big news. I mean, like I said, it's been, it's been pretty light week. Um, a couple small things to go over here. Uh, so Ghost of Tsushima, um, there's that Legends uh, they put out last year, the um, the multiplayer, multiplayer mode. They, yeah. So it was free to people that, uh that had Ghost of Shima already, or if you buy Ghost of Shima now, it's free. Or if you buy the PS5 version, or you upgrade to the PS5 version uh, later this month, I think on the 20th, 
Um, it's free to people. But on September 3rd, they will be releasing the the Legends uh, mode for 19.99 on PS4 and PS5. And then on top of that, they're going to have a bunch of new content. They're doing a bunch of new more, uh, bunch of updates for free after that as well. Um, so I mean, I think that's that's kind of cool. Uh, I mean, this is something I think like um, uh, Red Dead did the same thing uh, mm-hmm. last year as well, where they just released like you can if you just want to play the Red Dead Redemption, instead of buying Red Dead Redemption Two, if you just want the multiplayer, boom, here it is for you know I think it's like ten twenty bucks. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's not too much to add here. This this we're just in the quick hitter part, but. I don't. Know. I mean, I. I. It, that's kind of a weird thing though, because it's like, Goshima, much smaller game, than a, uh, uh, Red Dead game or a GTA, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. I thought those were really. It seems like it was a really cool mode. People that played it loved it. I, it's something I want to go back and always want to check out. But uh, I don't. Know, it was. What, what's your thoughts on you know? I mean, this game doing it and potentially more games doing this in the future. Honestly, it makes sense for like Insomniac and also by Sony in a large run because that game is definitely I know definitely Ghost of Tsushima as a part like uh, the main game itself is good and stuff I've heard nothing but good things in regards to the multiplayer component I have never attempted to play that component of the game but yeah I'm fairly surprised that this game is going to be like releasing the multiplayer mode separately for free that whole like uh, free to play sort of aspect and stuff is actually a smart move on their part because it entices more people to go through not only to play the multiplayer component but also to invest inside of the main game the meat and the potatoes of the thing mm-hmm. like if they're really on the fence of whether they want to play Ghost of Tsushima and stuff and then try out this multiplayer and then that is the the catalyst that goes through and then like gets the PS5 version or the director's cut of the PS4 version or whatsoever. I mean, yeah, that's going to be good publicity in that regards and good, like, uh, a good bridge into the main game in and of itself. And as far as, like, future games, I mean, anything's possible, you know? It's like, if you have, like, a multiplayer mode inside of a game, like, say, like, a Ghost of Tsushima, or even, like, with Red Dead Redemption 2, like you were touching upon and stuff, I mean, you have the you have both of those game developers have taken a lot of time, a lot of resources in order to try to create a quality multiplayer experience in that regards not like more akin to like a live service let's say like a destiny 2 or like a warcraft or like what type of like uh shit you know but uh we're talking about like uh, something that will advertise your game right and that will mm. leave more credence into you bridging into the mainline type of game so seeing similar things like that in the future yeah i could see that happening yeah i i love this idea of this happening where like it kind of like you know back in the day like I, you know like something i think like dead space 2 they like did that shitty uh multiplayer mode in there because like every oh, God, every game had started have, man because yeah, i every, played that beta for that damn it was bad mode. it was very bad but like it was just like that was like that era we had where like everything had to have online had on online mode because and a ten dollar you know, pass so, yeah and a ten dollar pass uh luckily that died off really quickly but um <laughs> you know like I, I like I don't think the air is completely dead because we we see now more we see that now where like everything's a fucking got to be a live service game or like it can't just come out and be a a thing and it has to have uh, uh, a seasons and it has to have you know it's got to be a, a ongoing thing it can't just be like and I talk about like you know like a, a game I I played I'm gonna talk, I played last week and I'm gonna talk about a little more later on like Marvel's Avengers like this is like a really good campaign you made and like it just felt like the live service stuff was forced was like forced in there and like that's that's something we see but like i think like in this like this could be like the best of both both worlds maybe where 
you can have your, for studios that potentially developers that have like their cake and eat it too. We're like, well, we want to keep this thing ongoing. We want to keep this in in the public, and we want to keep drawing some money out of it. All right, cool. Like you guys make this and focus on what you're doing, and then we'll attach this thing down later on down the road if it, there's enough. By which I guess it means hard to say. I, I doubt they built that in two months because like. I think that came out in September when the game came out in July. But so that game had obviously the multiplayer had been going for a little, like they've been developed for a while. But like, I think like this could be the thing we see where like potentially we, we can still get that single player love that we want. But you know, there, there's a way where like they can potentially monetize it more out later on and like add, you know, keep the vibes going, keep that thing in public. And a month or two later, Put out a, a if if the vibes are still there and people are really liking your game, put out a really good, well done, uh, multiplayer mode. Which obviously is like an, like there's gonna be a lot of like shoe in tie in bullshit like a you know like Dead Space two multiplayer where it's like that just obviously like you just built you put this together in like six months or like any Resident Evil fucking multiplayer thing where like we're just shoehorning this in to like try to make some more money off of our customers. And it's like, there's going to be probably for every one really good example, there's going to be 50 bad ones. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, this is awesome. that I'm it's $20. I, I it's kind of weird to me. It's like, I, if you, if you're going to, if you're thinking about spending $20 on fucking on that, just, just buy the goddamn game. Just buy yeah, the really. whole game. You're like, that, the game is so fucking good. Um, that was our game of the year last year uh, mm-hmm. for drunk death shirts. Um, yeah, but, um, one of our last, I think one of our last rule of news top, like quick hitter here is, is, uh, Jeff Keeley, who did the summer games. Uh, I keep wanting to say mess, but it's fest, um, uh, back, uh, right before E3 last year. Um, he has one more event for the summer. It's the, uh, uh, gamescom opening night live. He did this last year as well, where he does like the night before uh, gamescom starts, which is like a big kind of like, it's like a, small e3 kind of thing for uh the big developers um and usually in europe but uh, this one's obviously going to be not in person again but he's doing the, the opening night live it's going to be on wednesday august 25th excuse me I had a burp there 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern um so it'll be live two hours long um and people that didn't watch it last year i mean he always his big thing is he always likes to have like that one big moment of which we had, you know we had um, what's the goddamn fucking Dark Souls guy? What's the next Dark Souls game called? You know what it is? Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden Ring. Um, he had Elden Ring at Summer Games Fest um, in June, so I imagine he's gonna have something big and big then. But I don't know. I I. I not the, I, I like the Game Awards. I always I, I'm a defender of the Game Awards every year. Um, people don't like the, the, this, um, advertising shit, but it's like, if you want this, you got to take that too with it. So, um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I never love the flow of some of these conferences. He does these non video game awards ones. Cause it's like, it's, it's kind of the thing I hate about like the E3 presentations where it's like, all right, here's this, we're going to talk to this developer and then we're going to show the game. And then we're going to talk to this developer some more. It's like, let's just, how about we just show? And I thought, I thought the Summer Games Fest thing he did was better, uh, but still had that where it's like, all right, cool. We're gonna we're bringing this person on here. Uh, here's fucking Hideo Kojima. He's gonna show up here and talk to us about nine eleven for a little bit, and what? then he's gonna fucking he's gonna show us the trailer for Death Stranding uh, that 
you know, we're gonna put Metal Gear Solid. We're gonna put a Metal Gear Solid box on the on the, on the on the shelf and say, you know, take care. Uh, but I don't know. I, I I'm definitely looking forward to it because it's always more. You know, it's always you know uh, something cool could happen. You know, you never know what it's gonna be. Uh, but I'm not like super jazzed for it either because I know like when I heard two hours, I'm like, God damn it! Can you just make it an hour and <laughs> just do? Just give me the fucking games. I'm just here for trailers. I'm here for trailers, and that's it. I'll get the, if I want to know more. I'll I'll read re- reports later. What, what uh, what's your level? What, what are you thinking from the opening night live stuff? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I kind of don't have very many expectations at all. So I'm gonna keep it in like an optimistic medium for the entire thing. <laughs> Not really expecting that's, too much, but hey. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I think that's a good good way to leave keep it at is. I don't know if if it's better or whatever. I mean, I'm going to be. We're both be at work, so if anything, I'll just yep. fast forward the shit I don't care about. Um, so last but not least, here we're going. We're not. I don't want to spend too much time on it because uh, we talked about enough. Mostly me ranting the last two weeks. Uh, we got some more updates on Activision Blizzard. Um, so Franz Townsend, who I, I give a big fuck you to, and I still say fuck you to you. Uh, she has now deleted her Twitter account after she did. She uh, tw- uh, tweeted the article about the problem with whistleblowing. Um, and it came out like yeah. she was like blocking her employees on Twitter. Uh, that was a big thing. And then, uh, Jay Allen Brack, I believe is his name. Yep. Jay Allen. I think, yeah, thank you. Um, he was the president of blizzard. He stepped down. Sure. He's gonna get a very handsome, uh, severance package on the way out the door. Oh yeah. He's, he's been with them for a very long time, but he's been, I think he's been the president since like 2017, but he's been with the company since like, I think it was like the mid two thousands. Um, it was, it was, it's it's not funny, but it's kind of funny where he did this big thing like a week and a half ago or so when he came out and he like did this huge long thing about how he hates bro culture. If he knew this was going on, he wouldn't allow it. Blah Though blah. That was common knowledge, and that was yeah. going on. And he had every bit to try to do that, and he didn't do anything. Exactly, but what's really you know like it's kind of like when people say something and it's like you like go back and like oh I never said this, and then you go back. It's like Donald Trump when he would like say like like something at a speech. And he's like, I never said that. And then like, you go look at a tweet. It's like, no, it's right there. He said it. Well, here's like 17 other things. We 17 other times where he said it. Um, you know, like there's that saying, there was that saying on Twitter for a long time. There's always a tweet. Um, and for Jay Allen Brack, there was a, there's always a fucking video because there was, uh, he said, after he did this whole thing about, he was anti bro culture and all this shit. And he's like, if he knew this was going on, he would have stopped it. And I think it was 2011. I think I believe it was a BlizzCon. Um, there was a and a section and he was up there and some female went up and asked the question, when are you going to stop like making women like super sexualizing your games? And they, they laughed at her uh, like all the developers and including him laughed at her. And she was literally all the fans boot her off the fucking out of the goddamn arena. And like, she, obviously kind of shitty, like very, not kind of very shitty. Uh, thing, but like after saying, "Oh, I'm I'm anti this," and you know, uh, wanting good culture and not treating disrespecting women in the workplace and not you know whatever, and it's like, no, nah, here's this fucking video of you laughing a woman out of a goddamn arena with, and le- allowing thousands of people to boo her out of this fucking arena because she's like, "Hey, I would like to play as somebody that's not me, that's super sexualized," which I've talked about in the past, where I love Bayonetta, I love Catherine, I love Nier Automata. I feel super uncomfortable playing those games and I can, you know, and that's me as a guy. I could definitely see as a woman 
want to play a goddamn game. And it's like, I just want to play as a girl that looks like a goddamn girl. There's a million games where you can play as a guy that looks like a goddamn regular guy. And, or just like that isn't like super sexualized. Um, might be muscular, but he's not super overly sexualized. Um, but yeah, so there's, there was that. And then like that kind of blew up in his face. And then, um, like I said, Franz, uh, Townsend, she deleted her Twitter. Uh, a couple of the, the head of HR is gone, obviously should be gone. Uh, then there was like a report that came out, uh, like that, that, well, some, so somebody did some journalism, uh, here and found out like, I, I can't remember what it was. It was a couple a few years ago where like, uh, one of the like heads of the company got like, they, they got rid of them. Mm-hmm. And, um, I guess like in the meeting afterwards, I can't remember from the article. I wish I, I, I had it in front of me or I read it again, but like either him and like his exit, like meeting or the person that took over for him and his exit meeting in front of the entire staff and HR said, if you, if um, you ever get into a position of power, don't sleep with your assistant. And if you do sleep with your assistant, don't stop sleeping with your assistant in front of HR. And they said nothing and stopped. They didn't, they just sat there in silence. I'm like, it's kind of your fucking job HR to like shut that shit down. So not only mm. to then all of like the assistant, like no one knew who the fuck they were talking about. So all like the women in the office that were assistants were all kind of looked at kind of in a different light there when it's like, Oh, it could be either one of you fuckers. Um, so that happened. I mean, just, uh, I don't know. It, not too much. I mean, just more sad bullshit. They had, they had their, uh, their end of the quarter, uh, thing with the investors like we were talking about earlier with nintendo they have theirs not a single question was asked about this not a one not a one not one question not asking if bobby kodak is going to step down not about fran uh, well, there was one question asked about franz what's going on with her and about her twitter account and um they all they said was her twitter account was her own private uh thing like that but i'm like okay i understand that but you're also you're in a you're a public figure at a major job that's being sued by the government, and you say, uh, and you say that at that point you kind of lose some argument there. Um, yeah, I don't know if if you're wondering if investors care, that tells you right there. I don't know. I mean, anything you want to say, Gables? For we uh, we move on. To be perfectly honest with you, it's like there isn't really too much more to cover in this regards and stuff. It's just a bunch of news bunch of various like uh, crap that's still going on with activision blizzard there's still a bunch of the sponsors that are consistently now dropping support for activision right. blizzard especially with the overwatch league in and of yep. itself like we're talking about things like allstate t-mobile coca-cola you know big sponsorships and what's more hilarious about the coca-cola one is bobby kotick is actually on the, on the board oh i didn't know that that's Coca-Cola. funny okay and so like of like a freaking sponsorship that should be in the bag for him just decided to say you know what we're reevaluating our going through our yeah. associations and stuff it's like none of those like endorsements for those companies they're not faultless either let's just be perfectly clear and out of the way they're fucking million dollar companies billion dollar companies they've seen yeah. and done and hit a lot of various shit too but yeah. yet going through and just seeing the blurb about coca-cola the association with Bobby Kotek with Coca-Cola, it just strikes me as funny in that yeah. regards. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, we, we've we pretty much all have experienced at some point or another, if you worked inside the workforce for a long duration of time, you have been inside of situations where there's a lot of bad, toxic workplace environments and stuff. Probably for a lot of you, none as horrific or as terrible as what's going on in Activision Blizzard. No. 
I mean, sure, there may have been some of you out there listening or maybe watching this Twitch stream right now where it's like, yeah, it there has been incidents similar to this that has led to some of the stuff, but not like something cataclysmic or like something that... No one killed themselves a, on a work trip because well, yeah, they were exactly. so bad. It's like, no matter what like happens in the situations, like no one's going to be coming out all smelling roses and stuff. This is like a consistent... <clears throat> This is like a consistent thing where like almost everyone involved right here is going to either suffer or suffer like any type of like financial, not only losses, but also this is definitely the type of thing where reputations are being ruined. There's definitely things they're going to be leading to like potential change inside the formation, like inside the structure, not only of this company, but it is leading to a bigger sort of thing going outside by other news sites that are reporting upon this and now... A lot of these news sites and a lot of these, like, things are saying, like, up in arms. It's like, just stop, like, frat boy culture inside of video game stuff. So this is going to potentially lead and trip into more video game businesses, more video game companies and stuff like that. And you know what? Yes, I understand the I understand the point with a lot of what they would go through and why they're supporting in that regards. And quite honestly, this type of behavior inside of this work environment is absolutely unacceptable. When you're dehumanizing people upon like a, like pretty much on like a bottom of the barrel type level and stuff, you have to reevaluate what you're doing inside of all of your job fields, but also what you're doing inside of your life in and of itself. But at the end of the day, it's like everybody has the right to work in a safe and comfortable work environment without having to fear any type of like terrible, like, like ignore like ignoring like any type of major incidences and stuff you have to feel safe you have to be able to go through and enjoy your work to a specific degree and stuff that makes you feel comfortable and wanting to come in the thing about it is what's sad about it is a lot of these new like a lot of the new workers or workers that joined activision blizzard to begin with that was their dream job that was something that they were going to going through and some that they wanted to work for and do all this various stuff but at the same time a lot of them had to make do with a bunch of this toxic crap. They had to basically, at that point, been there long enough to where this was a normal type of thing that would occur daily. And so a lot of them had tuned it out. And that is a type of thing that that I know I've experienced inside workplaces too in the past, where it's like there's so much terrible shit that goes on and stuff, and then that it gets like place in some of the backgrounds like yeah you know what this stuff happens every single day and stuff like that but at the same time when that type of management is actually addressed and the things do actually start changing in that regards or if you go into a specific like a new workplace or something and you realize that you don't have to deal with this that this and that it's a big old breath of fresh air it makes you feel 10 times better i mean hell i had that same type of feeling when i left one workplace and joined my current workplace where it's like the stresses, the anxieties, the other things you don't have to deal with with that type of like toxic environment and stuff. You have no, you no longer have to deal with that stuff. But in this grand scheme of things for Activision Blizzard, it's like the workers, obviously, like everyone that was involved inside of this type of culture and stuff. Some of this is like irreparable for a lot yeah. of them. I mean, reputations, like I said, ruin a lot of things of that sort and stuff. But yeah, at the end of the day and stuff, I honestly wish the best for the workers that are the biggest victims inside of this entire thing that had to endure all this shit men and women you know everybody that was victimized that didn't 
partic- participate inside this stupid thing, and I'm getting yelled at in my room again, and he's going to be waiting for a dang minute. At this time, it's like... It's at that right, same time, it's like... People deserve to be treated upon a human level. No matter where they work, no matter who they are, you want to identify as some, like, man, woman, you know, trans, or whatsoever. I mean, that's that's pretty much up to the every individual person in that regards. But everybody deserves an honest-to-God right to work the way they should work. Equal, mm-hmm. fair, and have the type of pay and stuff that they've built and worked their asses on to deserve. So, yeah, good point. You got you to gotta take care of someone fast? Yeah, I got to take care of someone, but I'll be right, All right. back. I'll, I'll carry on. Uh, very well said, though, buddy. Um, yeah, no, I mean, Gable's covered it really well there. Um, I mean, to kind of jump back for a second, though, on uh, what he was mentioning here, I'm glad he brought it up because I totally – forgot to bring it up was you know with coke and uh t-mobile and um what was the other one there's a third one there that left too and i can't remember the name of the company i sorry i'm sorry uh but i mean that's 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 sadly that's the thing that 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 the stockholders and stuff like that are going to notice more so than you know then these employees you know writing these these open letters or um walkouts or refusing to go to work or just the shitty things that are happening. Like they're going to pay attention more to this than they are going to uh, pay attention to. Uh, they're going to pay more attention to them losing money than they are going to pay attention to their, their employees. Cause to, to, to them, we're a dime a dozen. They're a dime a dozen. Um, you know, it's just like, it's like someone mentioned a few weeks ago. When I was talking about this and like, uh, where, um, you know, Coke and T-Mobile and all them. When, when the sponsors left, you know, like the sponsors are, Pulling their ads from um, Overwatch League, which a couple a year, year or two, a couple years ago, a lot of sh- really terrible shit came out about what was going on there. With the same thing happening to women there, and that's that's that, that's across the board in um, like esports and stuff like that. We the same thing happened in like Smash a couple years ago. Nobody pulled ads then, but then it gets to this bad. Then they pull ads um, when it when you know like big you know when it's on like. When it, when it's affecting the stall the the stocks and it's on it's not just on covered in video game uh, websites and stuff like that it's not talking about video game pocket it's it talked about everybody like that's when you know they pulled the ads um, and it's like like I said like when I was mentioning a few weeks ago when the Washington football team refused for decades to change their name even though it was incredibly offensive what that what their old name was articles tens of thousands of people saying hey. Please change the name. It's very offensive, and they refused to do it. And then Nike pulled their ads and said, "We will not, we, like, was we'll, we'll, pulled their support that was going to cost the company a hundred million dollars a year." And then FedEx said, "Hey, we're going to take our name off the stadium. That doesn't cost them another hundred million dollars a year unless you do unless you change your name." And then, boom! Within two weeks, we're we're pulling the name. We're changing everything. And that you know, after decades of fans and you know, just in general, people saying, "Hey." That that's a shitty name you have there. I know it took them so long. It took like about forty or fifty years for them to actually go through and change their name from like the Washington Redskins to the Washington Football Team. Yeah, you know and, that's crazy to think about, though. Yeah, I mean that's just that that tells you where where they're at. When it's like you know, once it hits the pocketbooks in a significant way, that's when they care. And like that, I'm on, sadly, that's like the best way for 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 them to like because. I mean, the fact that Franz Townsend sells a fucking job this week is depressing. 
Uh, Bobby Kotick, I mean, I, I said this a couple weeks ago. Like he's not gonna, he's not going anywhere. Um, no, of course not. He's not. He makes too much money for them. He's untouchable. Um, you know, uh, I, I would recommend honestly the best place to go for uh, if you want to see really great points and really great discuss, excuse me, discussions on Twitter. I, I'm sorry, I'm directing you to Twitter for people. Um, Janet Garcia, Alana Pierce, uh, Gary Whatup have been three people that have really touched upon this. Two women that talk about this, and then Gary Whitta, um He's done a very fantastic job, I think, talking about this on Twitter. Uh, people that know him, he uh, uh, he was a journalist for a very long time in the 90s and uh, early 2000s. He moved on. He's a writer. He, he wrote for, like, the Rogue One. He's wrote a bunch of comic books, wrote a bunch of video games, like uh, Walking Dead, Tell, uh, Telltale's Walking Dead Season 1. So, I mean, he's uh, done pretty well for himself. But, I mean, that. Not to say like that's the reason why Schultz to him, but if you like go on there and just kind of read what he has to say on Twitter the last few weeks, he's like very the three of them have been very spot on about I think uh, how all this how this is and everything. So I, I would recommend giving um, those three uh, a, a Twitter scroll uh, for their opinions because I think they really hit the nail on the head. Um, but um, anyways, I, I do want to mention one other thing here, Gables, before we move on. It's another shitty news. I apologize. Um, uh, but Fulbright, uh, the studio, Steve Gaynor, who is like the head of that company, he made gone. He's one of the, he's basically like the lead for gone home in Tacoma. Uh, you know, it's funny. Gables or uh, Justin and I, uh, were just talking a couple weeks ago about how much we love gone home and stuff like that. And he was talking about Eve Finch and stuff like that. Um, it's like, so he was like kind of the brains behind that. Uh, his next game, Open Road, game I've been incredibly looking forward to. I was just talking about a week, week or two ago how I was looking forward to it. Um, he actually was, uh, like I said, he was like the head of the company, uh, Fulbright. Uh, they're working for uh, uh, Annapurna, was the uh, is the developer for it, or no, publisher for it, I'm sorry. Uh, but he has actually since stepped down to be a writer on the game. The, I think it sounds like it could kind of finish up the production of the game because it's coming out. August 16th, I believe so. Uh, okay, so like about a week, week and a half. Yeah, about a week, week and a half. I don't know if what's going to happen after that. Uh, so, I mean, it's not to the level of where we're at with Activision Blizzard, but it's still very, really shitty where uh, he was treating women incredibly poorly, not sexually harassing them in any way, thank God, but um, was just running them down, treating them like dog shit. Like the, the way he would treat women compared to men was terrible. Uh, there it's a, like they want to be around 20 people and um, in the last uh, in the last year uh, 16 people have left the company there's only I think five or six employees left uh, it's a, like I said it's a small studio usually 15 to 20 people they were at 20 at one point so many people left it's down like half a dozen now um, out of the 16 12 were women uh, but he was just running the ground treating my shit would break them in front of everybody um, micromanage them um, but th- there was one story where they said like people that were like hiring for, for the company would, they'd have, um, you know, a woman apply, interview this woman, have a man apply. And this woman was farly more qualified than this man was, but they didn't want to hire the woman because he was just the way they knew how bad it was that he was going to treat him that way. The company didn't have an HR and anything like that. So finally, uh, I doesn't, we're not really sure what caused it to finally happen but sound like it seems like maybe Annapurna has even though they don't own the company I don't believe uh uh they uh I think they're just the publisher for this company uh for this game 
um, they had to step in and basically like he's he, so finally he stepped down. He's he's a he's a, he's just gonna be one of the writers, and it's so bad that the four or five employees that are left, uh, they he is not allowed to have any contact with them. So Annapurna uh, has to, and the PR company have to like be the middleman in the communication between them. Um, I don't know. It's just like you, we were talking about last week, Gables, about um, supporting supporting these studios, supporting these games. And it's just like, like, it's a game I'm super looking forward to. I'm still going to buy, but it's just like one of those things where it's like, it's kind of, I mean, obviously it's shitty for us as the, as the consumer because it's like, I wish I could just enjoy this game. And it sucks that like, in a way you have to feel guilty for, uh, for buying this game in, in a way because you know it's helping this person. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it's like the, the Activision Blizzard employees, they came out and they said, we don't want you to stop supporting our, the studio um, just because of what's happening. And I think it, I don't know, it's one of those things where like, like that's, that's if you, do, like I said last week, if you, if you decide, you know, someone that wants to, was looking for an open road um, and you decide, I don't want to support this game because of Steve Gaynor, totally understandable. Um, and if you decide to anyways, totally understandable. I'm going to buy it day one when it comes out. I've been looking forward to it for months, but it's just one of those things where like this one hit me you know, where it's like we were talking about like you and I, it's like, uh, you know, it was like we're not big Activision. We don't buy a lot of Activision games. You know, we don't. True. Uh, we're not. We might occasionally buy the Call of Duty every so often, um, but we're not, you know, we're not big into them. Uh, and this is one where like, you know, it's just, uh, you know, the very next week where it's like a game I'm super looking forward to, a game I, I love and gone home is it's like this one's hitting a little closer home for me. And it's like, God damn. It's like, I'm, you know, I was your Gables, you were talking about like, I don't, you know, it's like you you put a lot of hours in World of Warcraft, you backed away, but it's like you talked about last week. It's like I don't want to give them their dime. It's like I, you know, I told you like I respect that, and I, if like I said, I don't have a problem with anybody does it then if they put their dime into that company. But man, it's like I think this is one of the things when like when this game comes out and I talk about Open Road in a couple weeks mm-hmm. and my opinions on it, it's like I'm gonna like it's one of the things where like it would be wrong I think for me not to mention what happened with the studio what's going on and like Steve Gaynor and all that it's like I think that's the important thing for like a lot of people it's like like don't forget what happened but don't like stop yourself from enjoying things you love at the same time but I don't know I don't know I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know hopefully you get what I'm saying it doesn't sound bad but uh yeah um anyways Gables uh no like no, like every every week never a good way to segue out of these things um I do. Let's let's move on to what we've been playing, Gables. All right. Uh, how about we save dodgeball? We'll talk about what each other have been playing. We'll save the dodgeball academia for last, though. Does All right. Work? Yeah, that's uh, fine with me. Other than that, though, what have you been playing? Okay, so to start off, I did a little bit of a continuation with Skyward Sword HD. Didn't okay. get too far forward, but I was able to get the mechanism for like the second temple, and so I managed to go through and scout it for that. Now, previously, I only had like three out of the five mechanisms and stuff. I had to try to figure out where the hell are the last couple. And so I had to navigate around this almost like a, like a variation of this type of slide or something. Like the sliding down the sand, riding there's multiple different branching paths. And so I had to choose like one and the other. So quintessentially, when I go down one path and stuff, I find these this little hole that I could use those little that little gauntlet tool that I had to just dig and stuff and get like various like uh, stuff. So I did on the one side, found a bunch of rupees and that and stuff. Did the other side, right? And I'm thinking, okay, where the hell are these things at? And so there was an alternative path inside the second path, right? To where I had to go in a specific way, jump up these little chasma rocks, 
I got myself to the highest point where I found a piece. I'm like, oh, okay, just one piece. Then finally, when I went and I started doing like the dousing thing, pointing like, uh, you know, using like that setup array, and so to start to find the last piece, I managed to navigate myself through a cave, found a specific portion where I could rise up, like uh, rise up to a specific top portion of this peak and stuff, and it led me to the final piece that I needed. And so, what's interesting about that is I was able to connect all the pieces together, got inside that uh, temple. Or, yeah, that uh, that temple and stuff like that. But what was kind of interesting leading up to that point and stuff, there was a there was a spot to where it looked like you needed, like, uh, a specific type of tunic, like, say, like, the Goron tunic and stuff from, like, uh, other past Zelda games, like Ocarina of Time, or even, like, to a certain extent, like, uh, Breath of the Wild. The, yeah, where Link would lose hearts and stuff because it got so hot. What's kind of hilarious about it is, is, like, they call this the Earth Temple, but... Uh, it's in the middle of a freaking volcano, and I would consider that to be, like, a fire temple. <laughs> There's literally fire-type enemies that are shooting, you know, like, that are literally going towards you as soon as you enter this freaking cavern. So it's like, you have the fire keys that are, like, trying to go forth. But, uh... This, is, this would be like you have a Pokemon if you're, like, going for the fire badge, and you're you're facing an ice-type. Yeah, quite essentially. <laughs> you know, I could get somewhat what they're trying to go with, with, like, the fire, earth, and stuff like that, you know? It's like, yeah, there's a lot of ground, there's a lot of liquid hot magma, too, but at the same time, it's like... Yeah, I didn't understand that aspect of the name, but... I did go through a couple of different rooms. I have yet to progress further inside that temple, but uh, I still remain that I do enjoy playing the game. I'm still taking my time with it. I'm almost near the 10-hour mark for that game in and of itself, so I feel like that that is definitely has kept my interest to a good solid part. Another game that I was playing on the Switch that I'm still doing consistently and that... Uh, and that I'm kind of taking my time with as well is called Kaze of the Wild Masks. That's the game that was like $30 that released this past year and stuff on the Switch, PS4, and the Xbox Game Store and stuff. It's quite essentially a Donkey Kong Country sort of styling a platformer. And uh, I know I've touched upon it previously before. I only played a little bit of that extent. What I really enjoy about it is, like, not just the precise platforming, but the level and structure design is interesting enough to where it feels like you can get a good grasp on in the beginning levels, but once you get towards the later half of world one into world two the platforming difficulty starts to like gradually get tougher it gradually starts to get tougher and the level designs and the gimmicks start to become a little bit more frequent in that regards but man there is some creative level design that's inside this game i mean they definitely use donkey kong country as sort of like a template because there are specific types of enemy styles that are more reminiscent of the dkc character like enemy characters like, you have this one, like, corner of the cob, right, that just acts like a claptrap. And he goes and he starts, okay. like, chomping and stuff. Okay. Then uh, you have, like, some bits of, uh, you have these uh, freaking tomatoes that are, like, inside the air, right? And they shoot these freaking, like, uh, these little, like, missiles or something like that. These little plant, like, vegetable missiles or something at you. And it's more reminiscent of, like, an enemy type, like, almost, not like a zinger, but, uh, from DKC, but kind of more or less... There was an enemy type in Donkey Kong Country too, to where it was like a big old like fat Kremlin like uh, soldier or something that would fire the bazooka or some shit like that. It's sort of like that only in like suspended in the air. He's a tomato, and like uh, like I tomato. said before, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking of that episode of Family Guy where 
someone throws a rock at uh, Mayor West, and he mm-hmm. like they he they hit him in the head, and he like starts bleeding. And he's like he like looks at his blood. He's like, oh my god, I'm a tomato. <laughs> I don't know why that's what popped my head. <laughs> but that's a pretty fun reference. But uh, the other gimmicks I really like about it is like the different animal based transformations that you have. Now, granted, it's definitely typical of like a 2D platformer to have like a specific type of power up and then have the stage be entirely surrounded by the gimmick that, you know, the power up pertains. Like there are three different types, you know, the three different types of power ups that I've stumbled across so far. One is like a bird type of power up where you get to fly around the stage or like uh, hit enemies and stuff. Kind of like it has almost the same abilities as Squawks did in DKC, like one and two, where you get to shoot like a little, you get to shoot like seeds or something like that at enemies and stuff while flying around, and it has the same almost type of uh, like uh, resistance when you're trying to fly and do this and do that. Like you have to tap the button in order to like gradually get towards certain places so you don't bump into spikes and stuff. But then you have like a more interesting abilities, like to say the tiger one. The tiger one is interesting because you get it inside of an ice stage originally in World Two. And this is the one that lets you allow to climb on walls. And then there's a lot of tight, like, platforming navigation you have to do throughout this stage. Because you're trying to, in one portion of this world, you have to avoid these uh, icicles that are crashing upon you. And then you have to time, like, your wall jumping skills. Like, dodge from one thing to another. And kind of honestly, you know, from the game looking like almost like a kid's, like, platformer and stuff. From its art style, from this and that and stuff. There are some interesting, if not devilish, type of uh, platforming elements inside this game to where it feels like it was fine-tuned enough. Like, they they obviously did a lot of playtesting and not just say they did thousands of hours of playtesting and then just... Thousands of hours of playtesting. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that pitter-pot shit's never going to get old. Anyway. Gables, I hope to God there's a pitter-pot too. Oh, and I'm going to make you play it. Oh, God. I'll play it. No, my luck will have, uh, have online co-op, though. I'll have to play it with you. <laughs> oh. oh, that'd be pretty funny. But anyway. No, it wouldn't. But anyway, I'm getting close to halfway through World 2. two and uh, I know there's like about 27, I think, different stages, including bosses, I believe. I may be wrong, but yet at the same time, there are plenty of stages, there are plenty of levels and worlds you can go and invest into inside of this game. And for the price, I would definitely see, I would definitely try to pick it up on a sale. I mean, $30, yeah, that is kind of a steep price for something that's kind of unknown in this and that. But yet, I have enjoyed Kaze and the Wild Masks thoroughly so far. I'm a fan of hard platformers, not like hard as nails, say like a Ninja Gaiden or like a Dark Souls or sort of like trap like that but this is more or less the type of difficulty that bridges that quintessentially if you are tired and kind of bored of playing the mario games or something like that and you want something a little bit gradually difficult you go and play kaze and the wild masks so it's like that's the type of game i would highly recommend people going through and playing but but on the other hand i've been also going up on my Xbox, and there is a game that I have been playing other than, like, uh, the one that we're going to be touching into here. I decided to download Skate, the original Skate. Oh, nice. Decided to play a little bit of the they original... They finally... Because yeah, they just now put, like, what... I think Skate 3's been on there, but 1 and 2 just came to Game Pass finally. What's hilarious, is, what's hilarious is I own Skate 3 in the Xbox 360, but yet I also, like... Uh, 
I I hadn't played the original one in so long that I wanted to play the original one. And what's kind of hilarious is like there are definitely different types of skill structures, and I remember the different type of landmarks that I played before and this and that, you know. And it still holds up, man. I mean, the gameplay is fun. I mean. Obviously, there are people that really consider the first one kind of better than, say, 2 and 3. I like 3. I like the team aspect. But, uh, yeah, the original one definitely has its fair share of things. It has its own, like, uh, interesting skaters and this and that. What's kind of hilarious is they still advertise the online modes, and those have been shut down for years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I find it funny how it's like you can download the game on Game Pass and stuff, but yeah, if you want to try to play online, say, with your friends or something, you can't do it because those servers have been down for years. But, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, it's still tight. The control stick for, like, flipping the skateboard and doing this and that, that's been pretty fun. (laughs) So are you a skater boy now? Well, I've been playing skateboarding games for a hell of a long time, dude. So it's like I've been doing it since the 90s. (laughs) Are you gonna? Are you? Are you gonna tell me? I'll see you later, boy. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how you didn't see it coming. Oh. Well, I heard the first line. I'm thinking, okay, you know, that's that's cute. And all of a sudden, I heard the next. Like, oh, shit. Luckily for you, that's the only two verses I know. So, I'll, I'll hear. I'll, I'll Google them. I gotta take that. I, I, I. Well, one second. I gotta close the. I was on Treefall Studios Twitter. After you mentioned, uh, I went and looked. Nothing of importance has happened to them the last few months right. or in the last 10 years. Um, so look- sh- so should I go into the last game or should we just save it until like, uh, after you've covered some of yours? Um, we're talking about... Uh, Dodgeball uh, Academia. Thank you. Uh, sorry. I was like knee deep in Treefall Studio tweets. Uh, <laughs> thank you for getting me out of that. Uh, yeah, let me just cover my thing. It'll, it'll be really fast. Alrighty. Um, that's what she said. God damn, I've watched too much Office. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, I uh, I beat Marvel's Avengers today. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, so I was talking about last week. I finally I jumped back into it, gave it a real try. I played the first couple hours last year. Just didn't. Once I got to the light, the like live server stuff, it just kind of killed the like the first few hours was like a nice flow of like a, a normal single player game, and then it turns into a live service game. Um, but obviously PS5 updates or you know, next gen updates, uh, you know, a year, you know, live service games are way different after six months to a year later than when you look at or division or destiny or all those games were a year later, way better, way different than what they were, um, you know, when they launched. Um, and you know, definitely with new consoles, it helps. So like the load times drastically different few seconds. Um, but and then also on top of that, last week last weekend they had a they had a four a quadruple XP weekend, mm. and they announced that all the way up and through Labor Day they're doing double XP, which is pretty awesome. I didn't know that until today. I turned it, I turned it on. I played a bunch of it last weekend, um, and then I finished it up today, uh, and I really liked it. Gables, I really wish um, in a lot of ways like I kept I played through this you know kept going through it last year, but. Obviously, like when I played it, it was like a month later and on a dying console on the PS4. Um, and it just, you could definitely, like we talked about in the past, you could see this, you could see the seams bursting and uh, in, in those and uh, in, in those consoles uh, towards the last little bit of them. And this game was definitely showing the age of that console. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I, I really liked it. I liked a lot. Um, I would still say like, I don't know. Like, I don't, this isn't, this isn't going to be like my alternative game. Like kind of like, you know, destiny two is your alternative game, but it's like when I beat it, I wasn't like, I kind of want to, there's other missions you can do. I'm not going to like hit the level cap, which is 50 for like, I think there are six characters in the game. Yeah. Six. I'm not going to like, I know a lot of people like, are like that. Like they hit level 50. They got the max power level of 150. I'm not going to be doing any of that. Like, cause like I beat the game. and I think everybody is like around level 15. My power level is like in the thirties for everybody, so I got, mm. I'd have a lot of ways to go. But like, I'm definitely tempted to like, because each character has like their own like side like missions that are like exclusive for them. I'm like yeah. I'm tempted to like to j- jump into those. Um, there's I'm not gonna do like there's like dumb like you know guard this thing for so like, defeat these waves of enemies and guard this and whatever. But there's like I'm not gonna do all that shit. But like I'm tempted to like go in and like do each character's like exclusive missions. Um, there are the two new characters they've added since then, uh, Hawkeye and uh, Kate something, uh, Hawkeye's daughter. They basically just added wow. two Hawkeye characters, um, to the game since then. Um, I want to check the, want to get those. I heard the content's decent on those. And then I, w- I really just want to get ready because the black Panther update is, uh, about a, August 17th. So about oh, 10, wow. week, and a, week and a half away. Um, and I'm, I really want to check that out. Um, you know, obviously, you know, uh, it's cool as they, they have the, uh, um, I can't remember his name, but he did the voice of Kratos in the new God of War game. Oh. Um, but he was from like Stargate and all that. He, uh, he did the really cool, like interview. I can't remember with who, I think it was a Hollywood reporter about, um, him taking the rollover. Cause obviously Chadwick Boseman, who is black Panther in the MCU passed away last year with cancer. Yes. Um, and like it was a really cool article where he talked about how like um, when he when he was offered the job he's like he immediately said no he's like I don't feel comfortable doing that um, and as it was his family that like said you have to take this job um, so it was, it was very it was really sweet touching uh, interview that I read about it um, you know just going over all that but I mean besides that I was like I'm, I definitely want to check that out I've heard it seems kind of cool and interesting and it's like a whole it's a, it's like their first expansion for uh uh for them since this came out they've done like these little tiny things and they've added some small stuff here and there kind of like you would see like with like you know like a destiny or a division or anything like that like here's right, some small right. little things and then every year we give you this big thing and this is like their one big thing um like this is their taken king kind of thing for them um and i want to check that out uh, i don't know when i'm gonna have time because uh not this week but the week after it gets pretty fucking nuts for video games for me mm-hmm. um but i definitely want to check it out um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really liked it a lot and I, I, I definitely like, I would say like, as far as live service games goes, like I was mentioning earlier where it's like this game really felt like they were building like a single player game where you just each mission, you would jump between different characters. Um, and then they added live service later kind of thing where it's like, you could play through this whole game with, I mean, this is a single player game. And I mean, there's some like, you know, there's the hub world shit like you would seen in the other live service game. But other than that, this is a single player fucking campaign. And then there's a bunch of, you know, uh, live service stuff you can do later on. Co-op stuff you can do. But yeah, I, I, I really liked it as far as like it's, it was easier for me to play through than most uh, live service game cam- campaigns. But um, yeah, that's the only thing I played this week other than our other game we've been playing. Yibbles, you and I 
I both played Dodgeball uh, Academia. Yeah. I just started playing it like four hours before we started recording. Uh, I down, I've been looking forward to it for a while. I think it was like a, a, a Nindy's event. It was a reveal that or a Nintendo Direct possibly. Um, Nintendo was, Direct, it, really? Yeah, it was at one of those. But it was at a, it was at an event like back in like March or something like that. Cause that's when I first saw that. I'm like, that looks kind of cool. Um, and it was like, I, I didn't, but I didn't like, I wasn't like, I knew it was coming up, but I didn't know it was coming to game pass. I was like, I'll wait to see what people say about it. I don't know how I understand. I'm not, but then it was coming to game pass. I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Now I gotta check it out. Uh, and then Gables, I was looking, uh, uh, on Xbox today. I was like, oh, cause I was looking at the rankings for uh, where I was for the month and achievements. I'm like, Oh, Gables got a lot of achievements this month. The fuck's he been playing? Motherfucker's been playing God, goddamn Dodgeball Academia. So I'm curious, kind of what was your fanfare going into the... It just came out Thursday, so it's been just a couple of days. Um, what like what was your... Did you know about this game beforehand? Or did you just see it and download it? What was your... What were you at in the, the build-up for this game coming out? Now, I remember this game beforehand because I did remember seeing that uh, same event in that regards. But I'm going to see if I can figure it out real fast. I, I think it was a, a Nindy's thing. But go ahead. I thought it was like an Xbox thing, honestly, because I, I thought know. that was like one of the like indie thing that they showcased and stuff that was going to be downloadable on Game Pass. Because I could think of this game right now is available on Game Pass and also it's on available on Steam. I think it is. Yes. But uh, no, what initially led me to go through and try out this game is for one, I realized this game was going to be coming out fairly soon. I didn't know when exactly, but there was games that were going to be coming out inside this Xbox like release window from here until the end of the year. And the look of it seemed unique, you know? So I thought to myself, hey, you know what? Dodgeball Academia, I've heard some good things about it, you know, from, like, uh, not only YouTubers, but also, in, like, from Pastor Vibes and stuff, but also through articles as well. So I downloaded it. I downloaded that, downloaded the original skate and stuff like that, and I decided that I wanted to try to play some Dodgeball Academia. And so, I had no idea exactly what this game was going to pertain as not not just the story stuff, but in the gameplay of itself. Because what it looked like, I said, okay, it's a dodgeball game that I got to go through and do like a, like, uh, you know, I thought it was just like a regular dodgeball game and do this and do that. No, it's more like a dodgeball RPG. It's Pokemon Dodgeball. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when you get healed, yeah. there's, a, there's like a something that's very similar to the Poké Center theme. When when you get <laughs> when you go into it, when you walk by a person and they start a battle with you, yep. they do like a knockoff music of the fucking theme of you getting uh, put into a, uh, a, a battle with a, a, a Pokemon battle in the game. Yeah, quintessentially, this is like a, like, uh, it, it borrows heavily from, say, like, the Pokemon games in that regards, from that type of structure, the NPC things, like, obviously, little jingles of the music, like, when you get healed and do this and do that. Your room. So, you said you played about four hours of it. You know what episode no, you're I, I on. put about, I put, I put, like, two and a half hours in, but uh, two and a half. took some breaks in between. Um, I just beat episode two. There's eight episodes. I'm, I'm, I just beat episode two. Where are you at? Okay, so I know I beat episode two, and I definitely know that I was going into like the tournament thing yeah. right now for episode. I beat the three. first tournament one because you beat the knuckleheads at the end of episode two. Okay, so you and I are pretty close to the same thing because when I when episode three started, I think I ended it right there. So, so you and I are around same the same. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I went to sleep, and then I started episode three. 
Alright, so the mechanics of how this game works, quintessentially, it's like... It's definitely more or less sort of like a turn-based sort of RPG sort of thing, but you're playing dodgeball, right? And so you can switch between, like, yourself and your partner and stuff. Like, the partners you have and stuff, one's a dedicated healer, Balloony, and then you have the other one, Mina. like, uh, Mina. She's more or less like a fight, like an aggro sort of fighter and stuff, but she knows how to counter attacks and stuff, like dodgeball stuff. Like, there were times where I go through, I switch to her, and then I counter, like, dodgeballs being thrown my way, right? And so mm -hmm. it's like I hit, like, uh, the B button just right. It'll go and just really counter, like, something and just hit a bunch of, like, <laughs> like yeah. I hit, like, one person or hit a bunch. Yeah, because, like, yeah. your guy, um, Otto, he'll, yes. it's, like, you got to time the, when they throw it at you, you got to time the catch just right. Yep. And if, if you're too early or if you're too early, You'll get hit, but you'll take less damage, but you still get take. You have HP bars, but Mina, instead of catching it, she'll kick it back at him, and yep. she'll do extra damage, which is pretty fucking cool. Yes, I thought it was pretty cool, too. What's also interesting is they have sort of like, it's almost like a materia system, where it's like you get to do a couple different types of like equipment and stuff like that when the go through and you get the power up and stuff, so you get like two equipment items and stuff that you can equip on it'll actually improve like uh different types of attributes like your health mm -hmm. or defense or attack or whatsoever or maybe you'll have like a piece of equipment that's gonna help you in regards to boosting up your attack or your health or something like that when things are going underneath half health or something of that sort but the definitely the equipment items are fairly creative. I thought was fairly creative was how the different types of abilities they went through with the dodgeball characters. Mm -hmm. Like the knuckleheads are like one of the ones that keep they're they're basically kind of like the fodder team. It's sort of like the team rocket sort of like similar yeah. things. Like they're supposed to be like uh, they're supposed to be like that type of like comic relief team and stuff. Where one has sort of like a lisp or something yep. like that, and then you have the other one could like like Kubo or something like that. It's yep. basically like a freaking cardboard box and stuff. He's, that a, he's literally a cube. He's got a cube for a head. Yep. He's got a cube for a head, right? But when he throws dodgeballs and stuff, sometimes they'll have this illusionary sort of shit and stuff that uh, will pop up in front of you. Yep. Another thing I could say about this game is that the characters are fairly creative in terms of not only of not only their attacks, but also some bit of their personalities too, which you'll, you'll know... Like, specific characters or distinct designs or specific type of roles that they play. Like, you'll have your basic healers, you'll have your attackers, you'll have your defenders, and this and that. But, I think the level cap of this game is, like, 50 yep, in that regards. 50. I am, like, around level 11, level 10, level 12 with, like, auto. And I'm doing a bunch of the different side missions, too, on top of everything inside these episodes. Because it's not Same fairly way. long. Mm -hmm. Also doing the random battles as well because there's not, not all really of too, those. They're not like too difficult. There's the one daily one that pops up and stuff yeah. that gets progressively difficult. Yeah, I the first day he's got one hit point, and you beat. He's like, I'm the toughest guy in school, and you beat him. And he's got one hit. He's like, he talks all his shit, and then you play him. He's got one hit point, knock him out. You play. You gotta play him every day. I beat. I played him day two, motherfucker was like twice my level. I'm like, holy shit, this got tough. And like yep. he does he knocks out like three quarters of your hit points in one shot. I beat him, but he I'm like, okay, this is gonna get <laughs> difficult. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Uh, yeah. I uh, what's when I'm playing this is like I'm definitely like 
I'm definitely getting like a, a Pokemon vibe, but also like uh, My Hero Academia vibe. Where, yeah, and I'm sure that stuns you, Gables. That I, I I know that show, and I also I'm able to use it in context to a video game. Because um, everybody knows here that if it well, not everybody, if you listen to the show for a while, you know I hate anime. Yeah. Um, and I and then this is like I, I okay so like with this game, I grew up loving the the dodgeball game on Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. It was basically just like a port, like an updated port of the NES version of dodgeball. Yeah. And I grew up loving it. And this is literally just that, but in like an anime world. And I was like, oh, fuck, man, it's anime. I don't know. Like, um, that, that kind of sucks, but I'll play it anyways because I fucking, I mean, the game looks like it'd be fun. Um, but like, from like My Hero Academia, which I, under, from what I understand of that game, it's, it's or that, that, uh, that anime, is that you are in this world, it's kind of like the opposite of like X Men, where only some people have powers in, in, My, in My Hero Academia most people have powers and there's like the school like x-men where people that don't have powers go to if, mm-hmm. if i understand it correctly and and that's kind of the same thing here when you go here you get your powers but it's very rare for people like you touch this ball and they it's kind of like space jam you touch the ball and you get you get like a certain power and then you gotta unlock the, unlock that power and in this game it's the same thing where like one character he touches the ball, but he doesn't get any powers. And it's like, oh, that's a, that's weird. That's that's very rare that that happens. And I was like, oh, okay, this is like, this is, it's dodgeball academia. It's my hero academia. Or like, yep. okay, but it's also Pokemon. Um, yeah, like I yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I think I'm like, I think Otto is like 13, uh, level 13. Mina is like 12, and then Balloonie is like 11 or something like that. But like, yeah, I like even like the story and like the the character interactions are funny. Like you go around, you go in like, you go into the store, and like people are like, there's like, oh fuck, what's like, uh, do- dodgeball, like dodge the ride, and like they're making, that's like uh, dodgeball and dragons, it's just like that, like they're they're talking about like these <laughs> these board games and stuff like that, uh, and it's just like it kind of gives me like honestly like um, stick of truth, South Park stick of truth vibes, where like it's a bunch of kids, and like there's like all these like, um little subtle nods to other things. And then also like the, like the money you earn, like you earn chain, like you beat somebody in battle, you win 60 cents. Yeah. 60 cents is worth a decent chunk in this game, at least so far early on. And you go and like, you buy these items that you can use to like upgrade your, your, your strength or your defense or your health or whatever. And they're like dumb, like gloves or like, a, like a, a bandana. And it's the same thing in sick of truth where it's like, you can buy this stick and it gives you more attack points like that. Like, oh yeah. man, yeah. I'll tell you what. There was one of the side missions and stuff where you have to, uh, basically, what you have to do is like this kid gives you some money and stuff. Okay, just give me like a an equipment yep. item, any of them. And so yep. you go over there, and I'm like thinking to myself, it's like you know what? If this is gonna be something I'm gonna give to him and stuff, I'm gonna buy some that's probably one of the cheapest. So I got the exactly. <laughs> he gives you six dollars, and he says buy whatever. Just buy me something. I don't care. So I'm like, I'm gonna buy the cheapest thing. Keep the fucking money for myself. And so that's exactly what I did. And when I go back to him, it's like, oh, you know what? I misinterpreted that class and stuff like that. Here, you can keep the thing that you bought. I'm like, yeah. I just bought I, myself the worst, the worst item. Yeah, I just wasted. You, I, 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 bought the, I bought the $2 item instead. I kind of bought something of use instead. <laughs> yeah. No, this game is... I cannot believe how, how fucking fun this goddamn game is. Like, I, I, I see, like, it was like 30 minutes in. And I'm like, I love this fucking game. 
I was like immediately like I am hooked. Like I was like I don't know how I feel. It's it's well, very honestly, it's inviting. It's very engaging in terms of not only its story but the character designs are very striking in my honest god opinion because they're very distinct. Mm-hmm. It's like there are different types of characters I really like. Like say the design for characters like Vampy and also like her brother and stuff like that. You know, it's like. Kind of like a stereotypical, okay, this is like kind of like a bad guy sort of vibe and stuff like that, like henchman sort of vibe. But yeah, when you see like uh, some of the other ones, say like uh, some of the, the teachers inside, yeah. they're like the one that's like a fucking monkey. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, the, there's a teacher that's in a wheelchair, much like Xavier from X-Men. Yeah, yeah, you know what? It's kind of hilarious too that there was a one portion of the main main story we were collecting the badges and stuff like yeah. that and like there's the fucking part with the lunch lady which i was actually laughing yes. my ass off because slappy joe slap slappy joe's yeah but what's what's hilarious is like the first badge you get you buy this badge from the lady it was like a dollar and then like later on when you go back to her and try to buy another badge or something like that it's like fucking 999 dollars yeah she's like supply and demand <laughs> Well, you know what? This is a very popular thing. Supply and demand either just scalps the fucking badge. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, come on. I got to deal with this in real life. <laughs> this game. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's just a fun, like, I want to do. It's, it's kind of, it's giving me very much that South Park Stick of Truth things where it's like, I just want to go around and interact with I want to talk to everybody. I want to interact with everybody. I don't want to miss anything. I want to do every battle. I want to do every side mission. I want to do every. I want to collect everything in this goddamn game. It's yeah, just like, you're right. I have that same sort of feeling. I mean, I definitely had a similar type of effects when I was playing South Park: The Stick of Truth a few years ago and stuff. And then like, there's similar things. You know, it's like the the story, the gameplay of itself is simple to learn, but like, uh, it's like easy to learn, hard to master sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, I got my ass beat a couple times because of like uh, that gauntlet that went ahead. Oh, with the... When you're uh, trying to get the damn uh, side mission stuff. You're trying to get the thing from that trash grabber can. or something. Yeah, yep. from the trash can. And uh, going through, it will literally go, okay, one-on-one, then two-on-two, then, like, two-on-three for the last yeah. one. And it's, like, the third one, you know, all these dodgeballs you try to dodge and everything else like that. And it's, like, you... Sometimes it's hard to discern what dodgeball is going to do what, and all of a mm-hmm. sudden you have like the different type of charging abilities and stuff like that. Where, I mean, for your party, it's like for auto, it's like a fire based sort of like holdable, chargeable shot. For like Mina, yeah, it's yeah, Mina. like a yeah, it's like electric sort of thing. Yeah, and then it's like you have things like with focus abilities, and they have things like with things like that. You know, it's like there's an incredible amount of depth that they have yet to go through. I mean, hell, for, like, a, a focus ability, the first example is, like, one, the battle that you're in, it's, like, the enemy character, one of, like, uh, the kind of greaser-looking, like, uh, dude and stuff like that. You He holds his, like, his... Uh, you hold the Y button and stuff, and he has this focus ability where he can actually, like, take some bit of his life and share it with his teammates and stuff yeah. to try to thumb them up. And, uh... Man, no, it's, it's sort of like... The game in and of itself is very... It's definitely surprising to me. This is something that I did not come into this year anticipating that this is the type of game I want to play. It's like a fucking dodgeball RPG. Yeah. You know, which looks fun. You know, it plays great. It looks mm-hmm. engaging and stuff. I'm fairly interested in playing more of this game. But on top of that, it's like... It was free on Game Pass. <laughs> it's like yeah. I didn't have to pay shit for it other than like the fifteen dollars a month for 
yeah you know, something you already pass. have you already have you already have this, yeah i yeah i you really hit the nail on the head there we're like the the combat is like really in-depth for what you expect out of this game like i, I figured like you know, like stick of truth like it's very like easy the game is never really challenged uh al gore he's fucking you know super tough but other than that like <laughs> for the most part the game is pretty easy to play and like it doesn't never really gets too much more difficult and this one's like yeah it's like i mean it's not like it's giving you more stuff and like teaching you more stuff as you go at a very good pace but it's yes. like it definitely is like there's a couple battles where like i i was struggling i'm like oh fuck like especially like you were saying like some of those were like when it's 3v3 or 2v3 and it's like there's like there's four dodgeballs on the on the on the course or on the on the in the game and it's like you're trying to like pay attention to what's going on with you and they're throwing them at you. And then if you play like certain games, like they're called knockout rules, when you knock mm-hmm. out one of their people or you not, they knock out one of yours that. So like the enemy character, you, you kill one of them or knock, you, whatever you knock them out of zero instead of them just going away from the game, they go behind you. Yep. And now they can uh, pick up the ball behind you or like the person that their opponent can throw the ball to them and then they can throw yep. it behind you. And if they throw it behind you, you can't catch it. So you just got to dodge it. So then you're watching the people in front of you, but also you got to watch your back. Luckily when they hit you in the back, it does way less damage, but there's just, it's, it's a lot more difficult than like, I mean, for the most part I mean, it's not like I was like, there's a couple of games where I was like, like close, you know, I was like in danger, but not like, Oh, I'm about to lose kind of shit. Like I like, but I was like, I was taking some hits uh, for sure. Uh, and it was closer than I liked, but for the most part, like at least so, I mean, like I said, like we're both super early on. We're about a quarter of the way through the game. It seems like, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's like the, the, the gameplay is way more fun and not as like basic. Cause like I was a little worried early on, like I'm enjoying it, but like, I could feel like this growing old very quickly. Uh, like, like when it was very basic, but then it's like, here's, here's the ultimates where like ultimate moves you can do, or here's the charge shot you can do, or here's. Um, these new characters on your team and here's what they could do. And here's strategies you can use to like, you know, like right. Bal- Balloony, his, his ultimate move is he can heal you or, um, and you can, you can, um, hit the Y to focus and hold that down, but you can't just, um, you can only focus when the opponent has a ball on their side of the court. Yeah. So like, and each person does different stuff. Like, uh, auto, like when you focus with him, hold the Y button down, he'll slowly regain health. But, like I said, like you hold it too long, they throw a ball at you. You're wide open. You can't do anything. You're wide open for a shot. Mm-hmm. So you got to like pick your shot. You can't just sit there and hoard all the balls and then focus. Um, and same thing for the yeah, because the balls explode if you hold the balls inside the court exactly. too long. But even still, like if you have all the balls you're just laying on your side of the court, you can't just hold focus. Like you got to, the opponent has to have a ball for you to focus. So it's like it's just like that where you got like pick your shots, um, and then like like the like, end of episode two where I was like oh like. That that first that first match in the tournament, like I beat the knuckleheads like ten times already. Like you said, you nailed it. When you said they're the team rocket, they are the fodder. But like, this is, it turns into a different strategy. It's uh, where there's like, okay, like there's exactly now I'm paying attention to like three characters on my side instead of two, and then they have three characters, and there's four fucking balls in the goddamn court. What I feel so, like, what I feel like that's interesting in that regards, and leading up to that battle with like the knuckleheads and stuff, the beginning of that tournament is like. The pacing beforehand I felt was fairly good because you have introductions of each individual characters introducing mm-hmm. their ultimate moves, like obviously one majorly attack, one that's like uh, kind of like inf- 
like sort of like a projectile thing that's kind of like a stall thing that uh, they the yeah bod dodgeballs are huge and stuff and they split off into different ones and then all of a sudden you have the healer obviously like sharing the bits of his hp between his teammates and stuff but it's like the pacing in this game i feel is fantastic because whoever developed this game the core creators and stuff they knew a great amount of understanding of what made the pokemon games interesting but they manage to balance it to an extent to where you feel like you're not sticking in one area grinding for so many freaking mm. levels they make sure you're over level so you can get to this thing a lot quicker they definitely wanted you to experience the difficulty of how they wanted you to experience it through a couple of core selections and do this and do that but if you didn't want to accomplish the side missions you don't have to do the side missions you can yeah. have it a little bit tougher if you really wanted to but I feel like the game is such an engaging, is so engaging to that extent that I wanted to go out of my way, get the side missions done, get like the random battle things done because I was having a ball playing the game. I was having the ball like playing the different types of matches, the knockout matches, the regular type of matches. On top of that, trying to collect a bunch of different badges to see how I can not equipment. So I can equip those things on and like have different type of stab boosts or various other stuff. I'm kind of interested now in terms of if I have more people that are going to join my team because they leave yeah. a lot of room for inter inter like interpretation that uh, you're going to have more than three people. Yeah. That's wondering like if you're going to have to swap out and shit like that. Hopefully that's not the case, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, a surprisingly really good in-depth game. Mm. Um, and I, I'm like I said, within a half an hour I was hooked um, and this is definitely for sure a game I'm going to, uh, play more of like, uh, there's probably tomorrow it's supposed to be a rainy day tomorrow. Mm. Uh, I'm going to be inside playing a lot of fucking dodgeball academia and watching, uh, let me check my notes here. Uh, the office, um, for people out there that maybe <laughs> don't know that show existed. Um, so yeah, yeah. Wonderful game. Anything, any closing things you want to say about the game? Other voice? Definitely. And that is if you have game pass, Play Dodgeball Academia. Yes. This is a game that's worthy of being on Game Pass, and it's definitely worthy of your time if you put enough time into it. I'm talking about you, Justin. I know you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to love this type of game. Yeah. He doesn't have Game Pass, um, but it's it's worth your money, people. Even if you don't have Game Pass, you don't have an Xbox, you don't have, you don't have, you're not a computer gamer. This game, I think it's like $20 otherwise. It's on, it's on everything else. It's worth your money. I looked it up. This game was announced and revealed at the Nintendo E3 Direct. Wow. So, not too long ago. No wonder. That's crazy that it was unveiled on that uh, that, nin that Nindia event Nintendo. So, he'll have a chance to play if it comes on Switch. So, that's fine. It's on Switch right now. So, it's all, like I said, it's on everything. Oh. So, uh, but I mean, if you, have, if you have an Xbox or like if you're a console gamer, um, just get Game Pass. Yeah, uh, but if, if you don't want, or actually, if you want to just buy the goddamn game, do that too, because this game is fan fucking fantastic. You know, it's it's as the year is progressing, and especially as of like this, the last month has been great for indie games. Indie games have really held this fucking year up for sure, especially yes. this summer. Um, and this is just like between Last Stop, Death Store, uh, Dodgeball Academia. Um, yeah, in smaller games like you, I know it's EA publish it, but like it takes two. It's like these smaller games are definitely propping up this fucking year. Uh, so it's gonna be really, it's gonna be a really fun time in the, the year when we do game of the year because I have a feeling this year more than any other I'll have a lot of indie games on it. Um, 
when it comes time to get there. But um, yeah, I think otherwise, Gables, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Um, if you're listening, I appreciate it so much. Uh, if you guys uh, like this, you want to hear more from us, uh, please like, follow, subscribe, uh, share, whatever it is, five stars, sh- uh, fucking whatever you can do to help us out. We really would appreciate it. Uh, we are on twitch.tv drunkers at uh, slash drunkers podcast. Um, YouTube, just look for Drunk Dash Nerds, Drunkers Podcast, or whatever you'll find us. And wherever podcasts are cast, we are there. So please, like I said, like, follow, subscribe, uh, click that button, ring the bell in the places that have bells. Uh, that way you get notified when we are out there. Um, and share. Those are the best ways to support us, best way to get our name out there, and more people to find us. Um, I don't know, Gibbles. I was, I was host. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, have a fun time. Definitely play a lot of fun video games when you have the chance. Dodgeball Academia. Uh, yeah, most definitely Dodgeball Academia. But most importantly of all, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Because I guarantee you, we are not minus five stars. No, we are definitely <laughs> 3.5 at, at worst. <laughs> hey, Gables? Yes. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.